1: Because there's never an off day in the greatest sports city on earth. Here are the, are the biggest, biggest stories and everything else you need to know from the new title town. It's Breaking Boston with Andy Hart and Nick Fitzie Stevens. First sack of the night. Herbert gets rid of it and he's picked. Intercepted by the
0: Cowboys. The catch is good a pick by old pal stefan gilmore seals the deal at a home game on the road for the dallas cowboys at sofi in los Angeles, california on monday night football wrapping up week six in the nfl as the unpredictable nature of this drunken crazy topsy-turvy spun snow globe of a season continues and we're here to talk about it on breaking boston for tuesday October 17th, 2023 with Fitzy and Hart. Excuse me. Sorry about that, everybody. I'm just got a little worked up about the, about the football. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, uh, obviously we look forward to this chance to look around the NFL every week because, well, if we're just being completely honest at this point now, it's kind of become depressing to talk about the Patriots, but we continue to do so. uh, But, the rest of the league, there's still plenty of excitement to be found in many corners of the NFL heart. What game was the most interesting to you in week six?
1: Well, I think you got to start <clears throat> Eagles and Jets, where you not only have the Eagles losing for the first time, and you have uh, the interceptions and the the turnovers from Jalen Hurts, who had kind of become one of the more consistent uh, Playmakers and not making plays for the other team mm-hmm. then you have the Jets defense and then you have Robert Sala talking you know what Ooh, afterwards about maybe. embarrassing opposing quarterbacks um, so to me that and <clears throat> I think that was sort of symbolic of the weekend because obviously you had the Niners lose too so no undefeated teams heading into week seven for the first time I think in like seven years since 2017 um, and there's not a lot of consistency in the NFL right now like I think the Cowboys are seemingly the like mm-hmm. model 2023 team they're good they're great they stink Ooh, they're good again like I and I the other thing that jumped out and I saw this I didn't really notice it at, at first hand was um I saw Darren Ravel tweet out the unders was like 12 and 2 or something like yeah you defense was
0: massive yeah. 12 yeah. and 2 this week that's nuts did you say defense or bad offense uh, you see, okay, it's funny you say it that way, too, because that's exactly what it was. It Flipping. was, yeah. Flip the
1: script, look at it from yeah. the other side, see what happens. You really have awakened 180.
0: Morning. Yeah, you really have awakened 180. Damn I see, right. I see, I see how is. this is working out. Uh, it wasn't so much that it was great defense. Now, there was a lot of great defense on display in another one of the marquee games of Week 6, San Francisco at Cleveland. That's because San Francisco has an awesome defense, and yep. Cleveland now may have one of the best defenses we've seen in the NFL in a long long time they are giving up 200 yards a game this season 200 yards a game that is now granted Jake Moody still misses a 41 yard field goal that would have given San Francisco a hard-fought dub at the end of the game i'm personally surprised he missed it but hey again that's the nature of this topsy-turvy season uh that was a quality watch San Francisco uh, another one where you could say, oh, it was a defensive struggle between two offensive teams. Or, hey, there's two teams that have good offenses that still can't get everything clicking and firing on the same cylinders or all cylinders. Seattle at Cincinnati starts out 7-0, final score 17-13. Uh, and Cincinnati squeaks out the win. Cincinnati, by the way, now 3-3, three and three, sneakily starting to put it together again. I think mm. they, if we were starting to, I know you and Keith may do some Tier Tuesday action tonight. Teams that are putting it together, teams I would watch out for. The Bengals are getting it done finally again. Um, there was last week's the th- the Thursday night football game last week was just, I mean, they're turning into waste of time beyond my even my comprehension now. But like nineteen to eight, ugh, such a drag. Give me well, some if you entertainment. Want to pull back and and take a
1: thirty thousand foot view of National Football League action um it's still great it's it's still awesome it's entertainment you know we all love it we can't get enough but i I think thursday night football is an example of sort of there's obvious reasons why it's not as good it's on a thursday Uh night and everybody's banged up and hurt and sore and Uh ill-prepared and and the season as a whole i still think you are seeing whether it's quarterbacks tackling um offenses sort of on timing wise well You know, you don't practice a lot. You don't hit a lot. Mm -hmm. You don't play in the preseason. Like the prep period Mm -hmm. isn't as productive as it used to be. And therefore, the product isn't as good. And they're all on the same playing field. It's 32 teams that practice less, 32 teams that hit less, you know, 32 quarterbacks, depending on your age, that have less reps to get ready. But the overall product isn't as good as I think it could be. But that's fine. It is what it is. And then I think you have some officiating that, you know, I'm always game mm-hmm. to rip the officials. And I think there are times, where, as always, bad officiating. Also, I don't know if you noticed last night, they've clearly um, – and I don't know that they made a verbalized or written point of emphasis, but a lot of these RPOs and screens and things, they are really cracking down on linemen. If you're more than a yard downfield, if you're like a yard and a half downfield, <laughs> if your belly button goes over the line, they're calling it. Yeah. yeah. And, and I don't hate that because – you know, we've trended so offensive for so long that, you know, it's it's tough to play defense in the league. So giving a couple things, especially a new-age trend, oh, RPOs, these guys are taking advantage of us mentally and physically now, um, reining that in a little bit. But I would say this was a week where the, the entertainment value was not at its best. And mm. um, as you start to try to figure out who really is good, as we head toward November and the old Brady football starts after Thanksgiving – you're seeing a team like the Bengals, like they're the old school Patriots. Oh, there were some questions. Are the, They're just not good anymore. And then you're like, update. They look like they're getting better because they have a marquee quarterback and a marquee receiver, mm-hmm. and they're probably going to end up where you thought they would, even if the beginning with the injury wasn't how you expected it to go.
0: And that's the same kind of team, I think, as we tie a couple of these things into the Patriots right here. If I'm the Bengals,
1: Oh, come on. I You're may, I'm talking football. Why are we going to talk
0: Patriots? I, but I'm if I'm the Bengals, I may look to the Patriots when they decide to sell off a couple of spare parts, perhaps, at, at the trade deadline. Like, oh. You want a are you Kyle guys? Duggar? Can I interest I was, you was j- Kyle I was just thinking like, can I get a third for Kyle Duggar? Like, exactly. Can I get a shiny Kyle Duggar over here? Maybe a second. Who knows? I'll give you guys first crack at resigning him. Who knows if the Patriots decide to just move on from a lot of pieces en masse. Or and even an Adrian Phillips. Maybe you can get a and you know uh an aging veteran safety because they they we lost both them. of their starting safeties uh, in the offseason last year who knows big win for Dallas of course as well yes on Monday night football as they bounce back against the chargers the chargers continuing to make bad decisions brandon staley you know as we talk about oh bill the gm is the one who gets in the way of bill the coach brandon staley gets in the way of that team winning so often it's just mind numbing to me absolutely you gonna talk trade oh Oh hey, uh, we got this uh, we got this uh veteran coach over here who just may need a fresh start who may want to pull print. up Brady
1: and go to a really talented roster and see if he can be the uh, championship winning culture
0: difference maker. Bill Belichick, a what do you think a mid-season coaches lunges. trade? That would be I'm not even sure it's would legal, be, but hey, let's talk about it. I don't even it. think that's I don't even think that's legal. That would be an absolute shocker. You know, Jackson can you imagine now- the
1: Sports Center, the first takes, oh. the the FS ones, if the morning of Adam Schefter tweets out at like seven in the morning, oh my God, Bill Belichick has been traded to the Los
0: Angeles Chargers in November. Wow! Suddenly, the Chargers would quickly become a Super Bowl favorite. Patriot Nation would just be an absolute riot. It would be well, depends chaos, what you get. Mass hysteria. What, you
1: get. what if you yeah. get a first round pick
0: for him? Uh, ah, ah! They've been trying to get. Uh, they would no, definitely no, no, get a like, first-round pick yeah, if I'm they did so that. Sure. Oh, for sure. I Absolutely. think that'd be a
1: terrible trade for the Chargers in some ways. If you trade a first-round ah. pick for a seventy, soon to be seventy-two-year-old coach who don't look now, but has been kind of crappy for like three and a half years. Oh, come on! All right, let's get uh, off I will the say, up. Okay. Consistency-wise, um, this is there's some inconsistency in the NFL right now. The mm-hmm. one thing you can count on is
0: the Patriots to lose. Like they're one of the few very, oh, yeah, teams. Yeah. They shouldn't have won the one game that they, they, they actually did themselves no. a disservice by winning the game that they that they did. One of the, the things league you could like also
1: 22 teams
0: have yeah. at least three wins. Well, they mm-hmm. don't. Yeah. OK. NFC South back to being an absolute mess. That's, you know, Saints lose. Falcons lose. Buccaneers lose. That seems like a division nobody wants to win. And no, that's not one of the divisions where you can say, yeah, but if the Pats were in that division, they'd be in first place. And eh, no, no, no. if they were in, be in any the bo- division, they they'd be in third place. The no, it <laughs> would not. Um, one of the things that has become a constant this year, and I love seeing it because it could become a team that a lot of people who don't see their local home team or favorite team do well this season could be an alternate team or someone to get behind the Lions. And they're traveling well, too. Yep. See how many Lions fans were in Tampa down there for that game this weekend? Well, I mean- and and your guy, Jamison Williams, first touchdown, watch out. You're going to give Jared Goff more weapons at this point with that offensive line? Yeah, and they're going to need it, too, because David Montgomery just got banged up again.
1: I feel bad for Lions fans because they're going to start to really truly believe, and then Jared Goff at some point is going to turn into Jared Goff and just disappoint the crap out of them.
0: Aww. I feel so bad. No, I have no faith
1: in him. I'm sorry. I have I have he's just not it and i know all the stories are but we've written these stories before about other people about you know second life and new home and maximizing and this and that and i as as a non lions fan cuz they are a fun football team but as a non lions fan i fear mm-hmm. for them when it starts to get real when they need to win a game in december or when they you know playoffs i just i would hate to hitch my wagon to that
0: dude's belt all right i want to ask you this um in the division as well we had there's two very interesting teams as well, outside of the Jets. Uh, hey, I have a question and, for you. Um, uh, is a it question before d- the question? Okay. Yeah, just, just real quick. That, um,
1: is it sad and somehow symbolic that I'm. there's a good chance the Patriots don't have a 1,000-yard receiver and the Dolphins have a 1,000-yard receiver by week seven?
0: Uh, asking for a friend. Thanks. I'll hang up and listen. I asked Rich Keefe on Monday night when I was on his show— when will Tyreek Hill start getting legitimate MVP consideration? 42 catches, 861 yards, six or seven touchdowns through six games. Yeah. He's like, he's putting up a historic, historic season. And he is like the way McCaffrey sort of makes the offense for San Francisco go. Yep. And Purdy gets a lot of the credit. Don't be given the credit as much to Tua. It's Tyreek Hill. And I, I think, think that's I really yeah. do. I think this
1: idea. Bad
0: person, that, great player.
1: Well, yeah, and forget about. It, but just this idea that teams used to, or forever, it was you just have to have the quarterback. If you can't, doesn't matter what else you do. If you don't have the quarterback, you're not going to be good. And now I think you look at it and say, "Huh, San Francisco doesn't have the quarterback. Miami probably doesn't have the quarterback. Is there a different way to skin this cat?" And and I'm not saying that Christian McCaffrey just you know they grow on trees. Go get one, pull one off the tree, and you're good. Or Tyreek Hill. But I just think an alt. Maybe you don't have to trade for Russell Wilson. You don't feel desperation. Oh my God, Rogers fell through. Let's let's go get Russell Wilson. Well, maybe we can go get Tyreek Hill or Christian McCaffrey or some elite offensive player mm-hmm. or a couple of them and a D and try to build. Here's here's a novel idea. Let's try to build a good football team and just have a good quarterback, not a great ah. quarterback, and not sell out. So I think that's an interesting sort of thematic shift in the NFL that maybe you're right. Maybe there are MVPs that aren't quarterbacks. We force too much on the plate of guys who probably aren't capable of, of carrying the load that we used to see carried by the Mannings, the Rodgers, the Bradys, and those types of guys.
0: Uh, funny how, it, once again, we'll just continue to point to this example. You give your developing young quarterback who's reasonably mobile, but not so much and not the most athletically inclined or gifted guy, an elite target to build an offense around. And look what happens. The offense grows. The team does well. His confidence continues to bloom. Isn't that interesting? Um, But the two questions in the AFC East as we head towards wrapping up week six here, for me would be one, another defensive struggle that really features some bad offense was Sunday night football. The Giants got up their game uh, in those sweet 1980s all-white throwbacks with the the, uh, Jeff Hostetler, Phil Simms, Giants helmets on. Uh, Tyrod Taylor played capable backup as quarterback. If you will, Brian Dayball, a couple of head scratching calls around the goal line to end each half as well, but the bills cannot get their offense going. Now maybe just what they need is Sunday's get right game in Foxborough as well, but the Miami dolphins, their offense just keeps on going. Like they fall asleep at the wheel, take the Carolina Panthers for granted. They go down 14, nothing. What do they do next? Oh, I don't know. Just rattle off a quick 42 burger to win 42, 21 yeah, it is it is really nice. But there's now How starting to be do you a think it would take the Patriots to score 42 points. Have they scored 42 points yet this season? It's not funny. This
1: isn't funny. It's We're taking sad. lots of pot no. shots at the
0: point No they, they well they're average hey, hey, by scoring 17 Sunday in Vegas, they raised their season points per game average up to twelve points per game. Ooh, they're almost near two touchdowns. Um well they are just they missed both extra points. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Four field goals or two missed extra points. Your choice, everyone. Blowy out there. <laughs> um But there's a lot of love from Mike McDaniel now. Like I saw a bunch of pregame pieces on him. NF at NFL on the socials is carrying a lot of sideline clips where he's being glib and funny with the referees. Where are you with Mike McDaniel in the new age? Uh, Touchy feely, funny, sensitive. um, You know, analytics driven, uh, progressive, young. You know, like there's eighty. Like they're doing eighty-five to ninety percent motion pre-snap motion Mm -hmm. on everything. Like he's a lot of moving parts. How do you like all him. this?
1: I love him because I think he pisses off you people. You people that <laughs> love to make fun of him.
0: Eh, I like him. Does Mike I McCann, like him. You
1: know he's supposed to be a head coach and not a comedian? I mean, do you watch this guy's press conferences? Yeah, you know what he's doing? He's being himself. And himself is kicking ass and taking names. Now, the analytics part, you know I hate analytics because analytics are and it And hel-
0: again, it helps when you have a, a boatload of talent, but he's being very creative and deploying it appropriately. I,
1: I think it's disrespectful to him to talk about analytics because that's like, oh, he just reads a spreadsheet and, and does whatever the spreadsheet tells him. No, I think mm-hmm. he's a good football coach who has a unique – Personality and perspective on the game of football that mm-hmm. works in a modern era that works mm-hmm. with the talent he has, and he is making the best of it. And the fact that it annoys people like Patriots fans who think you can only do it the Belichick way—you have to be stone-faced and all serious. And all that. Fans. Well, because they've poked my bear for twenty years, I'm poking back right now. I got the longer <laughs> poker. um I just, I, I like. We've talked about this a lot. D I D think himself. he's an
0: interesting dude. I really do, he,
1: and he's himself. I think he's been himself for a long time, and he's being himself as he succeeds. And I'm not saying he's the greatest coach ever. I think it's pretty easy, or not easy, but it's it's definitely come together nicely for him with the two wide receivers he has at the time in the NFL where wide receivers are such a key factor, and it's all kind of come together for him nicely. But I like it. I like I like what he's doing. Football's supposed to be fun, you know. It is a sport. Mm-hmm. It is entertainment, and I think he embraces that in his role as head coach, as press conference guy, and and I like that. I like
0: I like what he's bringing to the league. Yeah, and you can't argue again if you want to say, oh, it's Waddle, it's Tyreek, it's Tua, whatever, whatever, whatever it may be. A lot of coaches would it do was that. Brady, it was Gronk. It's fascinating, <clears throat> of course. It's be. fascinating how you can have a guy who's like a players' coach, but also has tough throwback vibes, like Dan Campbell working you can have a guy like mike mcdaniel who seems like he goes to the football nerd lab but also kind of like does improv comedy and is a a a slightly awkward but yet funny and uh interesting dude that's working so many different things are working right now in the nfl the traditional old like hardline disciplinarian thing does seem to be a thing of the past and i for one I'm okay with it as well. All right, there's a quick look at week six in the NFL. We'll be back next Tuesday, Every each and every Tuesday in the season, we take a look around the NFL as to what games were the most interesting, what's going on, does any of it pertain to the Patriots, and what does that mean for you, the local Boston sports superfan who also loves football as much as we do? Yeah, that's how we roll. Rate, review, subscribe, and share here on Breaking Boston. Thanks so much for tuning in. A couple hours from now, dropping in your feeds, we'll have a new six rings and football things where we will grade out the Patriots game on Sunday and begin taking a, a too early view to next Sunday's game when Bill's Mafia travels to take on Bill's Mafia. For Hart, for Coop, this is Fitzy, and this has been Breaking Boston. Have a good day, everybody.